You're listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals. Hello, everyone. This is Liz Harvey coming to you from our studios in New York City, where we are dedicated to bringing you top-quality advice from many of the leading expert professionals across the U.S. In today's episode, we are speaking with chiropractor Dr. Greg Rubenstein. Dr. Rubenstein is the founder of 57th Street Chiropractic, located in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, where he has been practicing since 1993. He specializes in pediatric and family care, and Dr. Rubenstein is a long-standing member of the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association. He has been serving as an executive officer for the New York Chiropractic Council. For his hard work and dedication, he was selected as the recipient of the Beacon Award, which is the highest award given by the New York Chiropractic Council, also known as the Chiropractor of the Year for New York State. He also serves as a board member of Friends of Fresh and Green Academy, a nonprofit organization that does extensive charity work in education in Ethiopia. Dr. Rubenstein is widely considered to be one of the top chiropractors in the U.S., and is also a contributing member of our national network of industry professionals. Today we are going to talk about a very important topic, types of spinal disc problems. Hello, Dr. Rubenstein. How are you today? I'm doing great, Liz. Good morning to you. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for joining me. So please start by describing what a spinal disc is and what it is surrounded by in the spine. Well, that's a really good question, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on, so we're going to talk a little bit about the anatomy of the spine. When you really think about it, your spine is a bunch of bones that are stacked up on top of each other, and then they're separated in between by a disc, which is kind of like a fibrocartilage disc. Now, there are many different ways that people describe the discs. Um, One of them, it's really just a shock absorber, and if you look at a disc, it's kind of interesting. It has a nucleus, kind of like the yolk of an egg, and then there's the outside, which is the annular fibers. Now, the fibers wrap around the nucleus, and the nucleus is kind of like, you know, round. It's almost like a little little ball, and when you jump, run, and play, the ball will compress, and it'll absorb a lot of the forces of the spine, so the vertebrae actually don't break. However, um, that inside um, the nucleus, there is some jelly-like material, and if the disc gets beat up or the fibers that surround and hold that so-called egg yolk in there or the jelly inside the jelly donut, if those get weaker, they will bulge, and if it tears completely, that inside material will actually bulge or herniate or pop out of its normal confines, and it'll get into the area where the nerves exit the spine, and that's what puts pressure and pain on it. So that's describing, you know, what the true herniated disc is, but what a spinal disc is really just a tough, leathery kind of fibers that surround a soft nucleus that helps disperse the forces that the spine encounters, and they remain flexible so the spine can bend, twist, and turn. And what is degenerative disc disease, and what causes it? Oh, that one is almost self-explanatory. Degenerative disc disease is when the discs themselves start to degenerate, obviously. But what causes it is typically poor mechanics. Um, you know, again, I, I use a car analogy a lot because there's a lot of moving parts. But if the front end of my car isn't lined up and I keep using it, the tire's going to wear funny and we're going to start to see changes there. When the spine and the bones of the spine are not in good alignment, there's uneven pressure on the disc because the bones aren't stacked up perfectly straight. 
And when you have wear and tear and uneven pressure on the disc, the disc will malform, and then it'll actually stress the bones. Because remember, that disc sits in between two bones. And so when those bones misalign, it'll put pressure on the disc, and then the disc can degenerate, and the bones themselves can start to show wear and tear, such as bone spurring, um, laying down extra calcium so the bones look chalky white, um, and you'll also see some misalignment and misshaping of the bone over time, and that's most commonly called arthritis or degenerative disc disease. They're almost synonymous. And how do you explain what a bulging disc is, and how does someone know if they have one? Well, those are two good questions. A bulging disc, how do you know if you have one? Well, sometimes there'll be pain associated with it, but sometimes there's not. So you have to do proper examinations, and sometimes we'll do x-rays or MRIs to make sure that and confirm that it is a disc. Very often, um, you know, people will have bulging discs and have a very specific set of symptoms. There'll be pain on one side. They might get some numbness or tingling or radiation of the pain down the neck um, into the arm. If it's a cervical disc or in the lumbar spine, it might leave the lower back and go down the back of the leg. Um, so there are a lot of different presentations people can have bulging discs, but sometimes they actually can be asymptomatic. So a proper examination using your imaging techniques, whether it be x-ray, CT, or MRI, will also give you a very good picture of the disc. So those are ways to kind of, you know, tell what causes the, the degenerative disc disease and how you would know if you had one. And what happens when a disc is herniated, ruptured, or slipped? Can this be fixed naturally without surgery? Yeah, I'm not in love with the word fixed because sometimes the cases, if they're really bad, they can only be managed. Um, once the annular fibers, those are the fibers that surround the center part of the disc, and once those tear, they don't really have an ability to grow back. So sometimes if someone has a, a, an annular tear and the disc material is bulging out through there, it can take quite some time for that type of condition to heal. Um, but when you talk about a disc being herniated, that is the proper term. Ruptured and slipped discs are kind of misnomers or lay terms, um, and they're not really definitive. The difference is a bulge means that the disc is bulging, but the annular fibers haven't torn, so the inside disc material hasn't pushed past the confines of the disc and leaked out into the spinal canals. Um, and so that would be the um, herniate, the bulging disc is that it hasn't ruptured past it. When the disc is herniated or ruptured, then the material is actually pushing out farther. It's usually a more significant condition and is usually associated with more pain or discomfort. Now, over time, if you good maintain great alignment and there's less pressure on the disc, it won't be as irritated, it won't swell as much, and it'll be asymptomatic. However, sometimes these people will have, you know, some flare-ups of the disc problems and get some pain uh, on occasion. Um, you can see that. They can flare up time to time. Uh, but over time, slowly, the body will start to dry up the disc. That disc material will shrink, and the body will break it down, and anything the body makes, it can get rid of. So sometimes over time, they can heal naturally, but it can be quite time-consuming and take a long time where some people get a little impatient and then may opt for pain management or other types of uh, surgical procedures to try and heal the disc. Um, but generally speaking, we handle most of the cases. I would say about 85, 95% of the cases that come into me with disc issues don't require surgery and can manage their, their cases naturally without using drugs or surgery. Okay. <clears throat> and lastly, is sciatica considered a spinal disc problem? And how is this diagnosed and treated? 
Sciatica very often can be related to the disc, but it's not the only cause of sciatica um, is, is from discs. You can actually have, there's a muscle called the piriformis muscle, which is one of the rotators of the hip. And in a certain percentage of the population, their sciatic nerve actually passes right through that muscle. And if that muscle can spasm, it can squeeze that nerve and they can get sciatica. You can have sciatica from a misaligned vertebrae that's putting pressure on the nerve, or you can get sciatica from the actual disc. Um, you know, expanding and blowing up beyond its its normal positions where it actually puts pressure and touches the spinal canal, which contains the spinal cord and the delicate spinal nerves as they exit the spine. That disc material can irritate the spinal cord or the spinal nerve. Either way, you'll see some type of neurological problems. Typically, it's diagnosed where the patient will have pain in the area of the pinch, and then they'll have like numbness or tingling or pain going down the back of the leg along the sciatic path. Now, you can have um, neuropathies, which sciatica is a form of neuropathy that goes down different parts of the leg, but the sciatic nerve is the biggest uh, nerve in the body. It comes from L4, L5, and a few other tributaries, and it travels down the back of the leg, so it has a very prominent role. Typically, when L5-S1 gets herniated, that puts the most pressure, and sciatica is very common in that area. The treatment in chiropractic is generally, you know, correcting the alignment, trying to get the pressure off the nerve and make some more room for the disc. We use some, like, distractive techniques and give the patient exercises to kind of open up the spine. Um, physical therapy is sometimes required, and sometimes, you know, if it's really bad, some people can need some medications to get over the hump. But those are the way um, we, we treat most of them. It's just kind of that chiropractic technique to help open up the spine, get the pressure off the nerves, reduce the pressure on the disc, and allow that body to start to heal. Okay, good. Thank you so much. Um, we know you're busy, so thanks for all of your time and all this great information today. <clears throat> and for our listeners across the country, if you are interested in speaking with Dr. Greg Rubenstein, you can either go online to www.chiropractormidtown.com or call 917-534-6484 to schedule an appointment. And on behalf of our entire team, we want to thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more top-quality content from our country's leading experts. You've been listening to RazorCast, USA's hottest podcast, bringing you cutting-edge interviews from leading industry professionals.